Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for I the World. I am your host, Will Cowan, and with me is my good friend Steve. Hello, everyone. Hello. This is this is what you wanted me to restart the podcast for? <laughs> this this yeah, intro? Absolutely. Awesome. Love it. Uh today we're going into chapter 41, Old Friends and New Threats. So kind of jumping off the point of the last chapter. Matt is being healed by Moraine because of his craziness from the dagger. Um, and the group is still just kind of scared about that. I believe right at the be like they're, they, they all leave the room and they just go back downstairs and uh, it's, it, I have, I don't even know what to touch on with the dagger there, Steve. Like it's, it's a dagger. Well, so evil dagger. So Moraine, Knows what's up with the dagger, as uh, we discussed. Yeah, the the dagger is what was making Matt the butthole that he is. Yeah, been. which you and I and we know this now, and everyone knows this. Yeah. But Matt refuses to accept it. Yeah, he likes his shiny. He dagger. loves that shiny dagger so much that he almost stabbed Moraine in the face for it. Uh, but now, <laughs> but now with the her health with her healthy help. Full, uh, Angrel. She's given him some much-needed treatment for his bitchiness, and now uh, we're we're joining back with our friends just outside, and they're just kind of regrouping. I think in this uh, at this beginning. Well, the other thing she's doing with the day she does with the dagger too is she, she hides it. She hides it from um, the dark friends and the and the mirror She's able to. She's able to. Cloak yeah, it. using her. How? I don't yeah, know. Using Aes Sedai stuff. Magic? Using Aes Sedai stuff, man. Yeah. Channeling and shit. Um, but that leads into our first scene here. And I, I, I love this scene uh, is when they're just kind of regrouping with each other and they go walk into the library and uh, Loyal is laying on the couch with the kitten and he's just stroking the kitten and reading the book. This is fantastic. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I want from that guy. I... Uh, the second I found out there was this big uh, wolf man. Yeah. Wait, sure. Does he look like a wolf? I kinda? think he looks more like a lion in my mind's eye. You yeah. know what I mean? But, you know, with the... A liony, liony wolf is what I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, but on. with the heart of Andre the Giant, you know? Oof. That's yeah. right. Petting a little Petting kitty. Petting a little kitty. Very gentle. I love it. And <laughs> the... He get he's just like the way he introduces himself to everybody is just like oh hello, I am loyal, and he just continues to just talk and talk and talk, and that's a big thing about this chapter. We're I think this it's we're we're reaching that home stretch now, and part of the thing that I really really love about this chapter is that things are starting to get clearer. You know what I mean? Like yeah, certain, certain things are starting to come together. Yeah, this, there's a lot of um, sort of clarification on some exposition we've we've gotten previously here. Yeah, and then yeah. and and further some. So, a couple of those points I want to touch on is specifically when Loyal is talking about his uh, <laughs> uh, tells his story. About this man that that stays in the 
stays in the steading when he was still living at the steading uh to kind yeah, of the, the sick guy the sick guy who kind of nurses his room wounds uh wounds in mm. the steading and then uh eventually leaves but he part he he imparts a message about it uh to the ogiers of the setting talking about how the dark one will kill the eye of the world and slay the serpent of something serpent of something evil probably serpent of evil serpent of evil whatever um and ultimately kill time which that's uh that's a that's a tall order but Immediately after that, the the wolf pack, specifically Perrin and Egwene, talk about a similar story that the Tinkers were telling about them. Uh, that was about the, the Tinkers were walking through the Blight, and they they found that Aiel who said something that was very very similar. Yeah, same same sort of legend. Yeah, names. that the, that the Dark One is going to kill the Eye of the World or. However, they, however, he that particular character said it. So, I think that's something that you and I probably just maybe not even grasped. Like, I I know we didn't miss it. I remember talking about it, but it yeah. was something that, like I said, like it's it was hard to grasp like exactly what was going on. And maybe I maybe I was just baked and didn't know what was going on. Well, it's likely, but. Hey, we're still figuring this out. <laughs> yeah, we're explorers here. Uh, All right, this is jazz. Another, we're this playing is jazz. jazz. We're playing jazz. The other big part that is a big point of this chapter is the boys finally coming out to Moraine about their dreams, about their about their diet, <laughs> and how about it's affecting their there. And their dreams. And, you know, Maureen is also a nutritionist. So she's going to help us get to the bottom of this. Absolutely. She's like, guys, you just don't have enough protein in there. You know? Yeah, but, you know, it's it's one of these things where the boys reveal that they've had these dreams. All of these horrible dreams that we've been mm-hmm. detailing over the course of this show. Chapter Lots of by chapter. Dream by dream. Dream by dream. Each one getting worse than the last. And oh yeah. Maureen's just like, you're 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 deciding to tell me about this now. You know I'm the wizard in the party. <laughs> I probably could have could have helped. Um but, but now it's too late. Well, at the same time though, she's not mad. She's more about she's more just like like you said, just like, well, why wouldn't you tell me? Like, well, yeah, because she you... she can help them, but at this point, they're all like marked and stuff, and uh, Basilmon catch... knows who they are, kind of, kind of, not really. And uh, for those who might have read ahead to the next chapter, like I have, there's a little thing that we can touch on tomorrow about that, but not yet. Oh yeah, the so point that's, that I, that's tomorrow. Sorry. So, the point that I was trying to get to. Did you catch the part where she was like, "Oh, if this was earlier in the beginning, when when you were first having these dreams, I could have um, the way she, she, I, I we could that's have found a dreamwalker." She's like, "We could have." Did you catch the dreamwalker part? Absolutely. Like, there's, Let's talk about so, the 
the the Dreamwalker part. So like, essentially, she's there, saying that you need Dream Police to that, yeah fight Basilmon in this case, and she and, could have either done it herself or gotten other people to do it. Yeah, though, which can can she do a, it? I mean, I don't think she can do it as well as a Dreamwalker. That's what I think she was trying to apply in this chapter was mm-hmm. that like probably like with her power it could have helped like a it's like putting a band-aid over, over she also it, says there, but... there hasn't been one in like a thousand years oh i i highly doubt that i guarantee you there's going to be at least two we beat in this series <laughs> yeah oh yeah and we've probably already met one because it's more yeah but, absolutely absolutely it could be no, it's not going to be naive. I'm not going to give her that benefit of the doubt. Well, Maureen does say after all this that she's going to try it. Like she's really? going to attempt it. Does, does she, yeah, doesn't she say that? I don't. Yeah, she does. That okay. uh, she's willing to try it, but uh, she is not, you know, probably not the best candidate for it. But at the point they're at now, got to make do with it's... what you have. Yeah, well, she gives them more advice of how to deal with the dreams rather than, like, kind of doing, like, dreamwalker stuff and, like, taking away the dreams. She's like, you have to deny him. Deny Balsamon in your dreams. Like, don't believe anything he says. Don't surrender. At the moment you surrender, that's, that's the next step to becoming one of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, which, uh, you know, spoilers, but we're going to find out that that doesn't work. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll see. (laughs) There's a a sentence almost immediately after where Rand thinks, like, Aes Sedai's never lie, but but what they say might not be the truth you hear. You know what I mean? Something along those lines. Yeah. And it's referring to that. It's referring to the fact that you should deny him and... Well, they word shit all fucking mystically. Well, I was trying to break down that that point in the... in that I was trying to break down that sentence that she says. I believe it's on 650? I'm going to look at it real quick. Page, six, page 650, everyone. Page 650. Everybody Please pull it out. Page 650. Okay. The father of lies is a good name for the dark one. It was always his way to see the worm of doubt wherever he could. It eats at men's minds like a canker. Ooh. Man, we should have named this podcast the worm of doubt. (laughs) Miss opportunity. Uh, That's our band, man. My band. All right. I've already copyrighted, trademarked it. Mine. <laughs> your will of time tribute band that's like all speed punk and power metal and you're listen all we like- got a ren fair that's booked us for 2022 <laughs> okay once everything's back to normal by us i mean me <laughs> i can't wait i i would love to see that it's a mixture of just she's sea shanties that you found off the internet and screaming when you believe the father of lies it is the first step to towards surrender. Remember, if you surrender to the dark one, he will he will make you his. And that's the line that Rand thinks about. And I tried to break down that sentence and like what what could she be saying that's the truth but could also mean 
something different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You pick him up when I'm putting down? I'm picking it up. But uh, say it one more time. When you believe the father of lies, it is the first step towards surrender. Remember, if you surrender to the dark one, he will make you his. And you think there's more to that other than just don't believe the dark one and don't surrender to him? Well, if Rand immediately thinks right after, and the, and the sentence right after it is, and I said I never lies, but the truth, uh, but the truth she speaks may not be the truth you hear. So she's the father of I said I are the father of lies. Yeah, could so be. I, I mean, there's there's more I have to say on this in tomorrow's episode. Yeah, well, there's could there could be. The father lies is a good name for the dark one. Like it could not be a, she's just saying like, it could be a good name, but that's not what his name is. The father mm-hmm. of lies could be something completely different. You could know, could be a metaphor. Could be a metaphor. It could be. Yeah. I don't even know how long I, I want to dive into that sense, but like there's a reason why Robert Jordan wrote that little seed of doubt immediately after Moraine said that. And, uh, well, I want to come back to that one tomorrow. Okay, we'll come back to that one tomorrow. Um, they, as are telling, um, as the boys are telling Moraine about their dreams, they mention that Balsman says that the Amarillan seat will try to use them for their own deeds, as they have with past false dragons, which was confusing to Rand because, like, don't I said I hunt false dragons, but mm-hmm. then. They mentioned that Balsman mentioned names, and the names happen to be very true. Like uh, Rowland Darkspain, you know, a former dragon, former uh, false dragon, false dragon, and uh, Logan, Logan, who is also a uh, false dragon, the current so, reigning false dragon, <laughs> the current reigning false dragon, <laughs> false dragon. Um, so are is the Aes Sedai playing this politics chess game, like this 4D chess game with the Dark One and while also like they're also creating bad situations inside the world to kind of fight the Dark One? You mean? They're not necessarily evil, but they do evil things to kind of counterbalance. I think you're on uh, something there. That they're yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that they're, I bet they are evil. There's, I they, oh, there's, I they are evil, and we're going to find out that there's some shady business going on in the Amber. Oh, seat. yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Like, real, real political espionage shit. You know? Now, who's the, what happens in this next part here? Uh, I, I just have a note that says, explains the web. So. <laughs> oh, you know what? I've, uh, I, in, my, in my notes, I wrote, uh, let Will explain the web. Uh, I can't remember who really talks about it, but it's um, the web is the fucking web, man. It's a great network of things. And and Matt, Perrin and Rand are all center points in this whole thing. You know, so the boys all talk about their fucking dreams and they tell Moraine and they have this big fucking conversation. Meanwhile, Mr. Lion Wolf is just hanging out, playing with a cat the whole time, taking it in. Soaking it up. And after hearing all of this, uh, Loyal starts telling the boys that they are Tavarin. 
And this Taveran thing is uh, like a, like a, do you know what Taveran is? Taveran is. Because I do, I understand it. It's, it's like, it's like you're lucky essentially. Yeah, it's you're not quite the chosen one, but you are you influence a, the wheel of you're time. You're like a you're like or a you, focal point. You influence the pattern and things are going to happen and change around you because of you if you are Tavern. Yes. Like whether you like it or not, it's going to your very presence in in certain areas, the web is going to kind of push you to follow the the, way, the so, pattern yeah, of the so wheel. This whole you know? yeah, exactly. It's it going to push you towards it. It has a way that it's moving. The web of the web of the pattern of time is that it? <laughs> the pattern, <laughs> the time is moving, and the pattern exists. And Taverin can alter it without even knowing it. Yeah. But the but the web is kind of pushing all... It's pushing the Taverin. And uh, I believe Loyal believes that the Taverin is uh, Perrin, Matt, and Rand. They push... The web pushes them into focal points in the pattern of the web. So these are these are things that have happened before. So like... I think uh, he mentions like Ral and Darkspain is also like a Taverin. He's not like the dragon, but he's a Taverin, you know? Yeah. And then he, yeah. And then so he, and from everything that he's heard and everything, he deduces that these three are Taverin based on everything that's happened since they've left Emmonsfield. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because Matt and Rand have been together the whole time. So, it's not like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way to tell that they're both, that they're both Varen, that they're both influencing the pattern when they've been together right. the whole time. Whereas Perrin was separated. Right. Loyal's only evidence is that he, he's read similar stories that the, that these guys tell. And he's and he deduces. He's like, I, I've heard these, I've heard this pattern before. And because he's like, I, I don't know how old he is again. He's like what ninety? I think he's, isn't he? He's like a hundred, or he's like ninety six or something. I think. But doesn't yeah, that he's translate old. to like fourteen? Yeah, and like the, the the. But he read a shit ton of books before he left. Uh, yeah. His stead yeah. Now. Exactly. Time time moves different for Ogiers. Which is why yeah. they speak so slowly. The way that they tell stories, like there's a couple points in this chapter where he's about to tell a story, and like Moraine's like, "Yo, sh- the short version, please." Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so reading all those stories, like like I said, like Loyal deduces that these guys are Tavarin. I uh, Rand is definitely like the dragon. I think we can all agree on that. At this but point, Tavarin, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I thought he was immediately, but you know, he's got to be. He's got, he's got one of be. one of the three is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah at least, and Perrin's a wolf, and Matt's a dagger boy. Matt's dagger boy, which is all kind of like cool, cool symbolism for all three of them. Oh yeah. Um, 
but when when Moraine like kind of puts it all together when Loyal kind of like mentions this Moraine's like we have to go like this is uh like we can't just like wait around here and just walk simply to uh to where to Tarval and like we have to like start plot jumping like fast yeah we gotta make uh, things happen guys there's like a yeah, quarter of this book left because <laughs> the dark one is in their dreams there are Tervarin. also they meet a guy who can open up essentially portals and that's loyal oh, so man, that, that's, this is a whole other this is a whole other can so, of, can of bread and cheese so let we're about to end off this chapter here, but she mentions that Loyal knows the ways, or she. I think she says like, "Are, are you familiar with the way?" And Loyal's she, like, "Yeah." Oh. She asks for Loyal to take them to a way gate, and mm-hmm. and the ways, and travel the ways. Yeah, and he's like, "Whoa, you don't know what you're it's asking for no. me. It's, you're putting me in a tough position here." <laughs> yeah, and that um, is where we leave off, but. Right before that, Maureen talks about, uh, Maureen, ta- when Maureen's talking about how they need to get out of the city and start moving toward and go to the, something called the Blight. Yeah. To there find are, the Green Man. <laughs> to find the Green Man. She just was dropping in, some real shit on us, guys. In a, in a place uh, called Faldara or Faldara. Yeah. Yeah. To, to search for the Green Man. Now, who is the Green Man? It's just Charlie Day hanging out on a volcano. <laughs> but we'll have to uh Look how much flexibility see, I have. I think. But uh yeah, I mean the blight is essentially the I mean It's it a wasteland. Is, it is a wasteland consumed by evil. Yeah, it's not it's not a place that they need to go. And of course, like in every great hero story, that's where they need to go. So they can get to the green man. And now what the green man will do. I don't know. But yes, that's where we leave off today. So there's a guy in a green morph suit dancing on a volcano. Do, 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 do. I hope so. Or I hope I'm going to say right now before I meet the green man that maybe I hope he's um, like an old man who is uh, like half a tree. And how planty, like a plant wizard. I hope he's a plant wizard. Well, that's it for today, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I know. I, uh, I'm excited to see what the green man is. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I definitely want to see. What, I, I looked up pictures and you, you pictures? nailed it with. There's pictures online, man. Did I nail it? A green wizard? Yeah. A green leafy wizard? You nailed it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but I didn't look... At, I don't know about the wizard part, but from the pictures I saw... Oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, define oh, yeah. wizard. Everyone in this book's kind of a wizard. Everybody's a fucking wizard nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why we're going to leave off on our chapter today. Thank you all for listening. If you guys haven't checked out our website yet, go to chapterbychapterpodcast.com. We'll be back tomorrow with chapter 43... Decisions and apparitions. <laughs>